you know, it's not so much being smart. It's not so much being, uh, it's just having persistence because you get knocked down a lot and life is when you get knocked down, you just get up again and keep going. And it happens a lot. You know, it's, it's like other people will do it. Circumstances will do it. So you just keep, keep going. Yeah. And sooner or later you get there. Hey guys, my name is Katie Enterkin and I'm on a mission to help humans become the best possible versions of themselves and to unveil what I like to call the beautiful beast that already lives inside us all. And welcome to the podcast about everything and a little bit of nothing. I've had the privilege to talk to all kinds of different humans who have been through a plethora, oh, I love words, a myriad of experiences just being a human and existing. These are real conversations with real people, getting to know each other, sharing stories that make us cry, and occasionally pee our pants with laughter. We talk about all kinds of life stuff, parenthood, business, life goals, fitness, chasing your dreams, and yes, even some animal noises are involved. For more information, keep listening. This is the Unveiling the Beast podcast. What's up, beautiful beasts? Welcome back to the Unveiling the Beast podcast. So I'm super excited because I got to sit down with Mike Moffitt, co-owner and engineer of Shit Audio. Yep, I said that right. Anyway, Mike is super special for several reasons. He is actually quite famous in the audio world, not just as co-owner of Shit Audio, but he's actually been in the audio world for a long ass time. He invented the first outboard digital to analog converter. Big words, big words. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, don't even trip home slice. You don't need to know that information to listen to our awesome interview where I got to learn how his father taught him the importance of work ethic or what it was like to take on two teenage kids when he married his wife. He also opened up a little bit about some hard truths regarding his daughter. And we discussed his perseverance through case after case after case after case of illness for the last 10 years. The other thing that makes him special is that I was one of those teenagers he took on, and he's not just my stepdad, he's my other dad. He's just as much my dad as my dad is. I mean, how freaking awesome is that that I have two dads? Anyway, as always, I hope something lands with you today. I hope something you hear tugs on your heartstrings and or I hope you laugh. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to... Um remind you that if you have been thinking about starting a podcast and your excuse is that you don't have proper equipment or a soundproof room, I am sitting in a car with Mr. Mike Moffitt of the Moffitts. <laughs> and it sounds pretty dang good. Oh, and still holding a lapel mic. So, uh, Mike, why don't you tell my listener who you are? Listener, there's yeah. only one. So far, it's my mom. <laughs> oh, who am I? Yeah, who are you? My name is Mike Moffat. I was born in Berkeley, California. Um, I do audio gear mostly now. Sweet. I've been doing it since the seventies, building it, and uh, I have a lot of fun. Cool. How did you discover that you like the way things sound? I always liked 
music. I'd listen to music and then I'd get mostly involved with the music and decided it should sound better and then built better gear. And you just knew how to do it automatically or did you? No, I built a lot of, a lot of pretty fucked up things, but, uh, they just kept getting better. I mean, you know, I did, uh, I've been doing it a long time, actually, uh, since the, uh, late sixties, early seventies. Uh, and that's the last century. Um, and, uh, it just got gradually better, you know, number of times through that you do something, it gets better. Yeah. Trial and error. Yeah. And if you like it, it helps. Yeah. That's cool. So, um, I, you know, have the privilege that I've already heard some of your stories before because I've known you forever and ever. Um, why don't you tell them how you, I don't know how to word this, how you got your work ethic? Because as, as long as I've known you, you've always worked and done what you love. So, um, I guess I'm trying to get at the story that you told me about your dad taking you to various jobs. (laughs) (laughs) My dad, yeah, my dad was kind of a unusual dad. He never swore much. He, uh, he was always kind of quiet, but what he'd do is uh, we'd have a summer vacation. And then the first part of the summer vacation, we'd go to some slaughterhouse or something and he'd take me in for a tour of the slaughterhouse. And then, uh, we'd come out and he says, see now if this is the kind of shitty job, but he wouldn't say shitty. This is the kind of bad job you're going to get if you don't like try to learn better things. And then the next time we'd go to some place where they were making plastic parts and people were pulling them out of molds all day. And, uh, yeah, that was, but I always liked audio and, uh, I really started doing it for a living in the seventies and it really kind of took till the late eighties to really start making a good living off of it. I mean, not that I ever starved or went bankrupt or anything. I just didn't, um, get really comfortable financially because, you know, what's struggling paycheck to paycheck kind of thing. Uh, I did that for about the first 10, 15 years, but I just kept at it. And, uh, you know, it's not so much being smart. It's not so much being, uh, it's just having persistence because you get knocked down a lot. And life is when you get knocked down, you just get up again and keep going. And it happens a lot. You know, it's, it's like other people will do it. Circumstances will do it. So you just keep, keep going. Yeah. And sooner or later you get there. And now I got there to the point where I'm comfortable with it. I mean, I'm never going to be a zillionaire house on top of the hill, but I don't care. I got what I want. I'm living where I want. I'm comfortable there. Um, enjoying it and, uh, loving life and doing what I love. So that's awesome. Yeah. I, I think that's really cool because a lot of people, won't even try because they're so scared that they're going to fail. And the whole thing is you are going to fail. It's just, you have to get back up and keep trying because 
and it might not even just be once you're going to fail over and over and over again, which yep. is, which is the actual success. But people just think, oh, I'm going to start and I'm going to succeed. And it just doesn't work like that. So yeah, to me, it's just like, know what I want to do. And then, uh, just having persistence, just keep, keep going at it, you know, no matter what. And, uh, you know, sometimes you stumble a little, sometimes you fall on your ass, mm -hmm. but just keep swimming, just keep yeah. swimming. You saw Finding Nemo, right? Yeah. <laughs> just keep swimming, swimming, yep. swimming. So, um, but I think <laughs> Disney movie is a perfect segue to ask you, um, how was it, I want to say 20 years ago when you took on a wife and her two teenage children. Um, well, the, uh, I don't really let too much bother me a lot. And, uh, although one of the teenage children was maybe, uh, hostile's the wrong word, suspicious of everybody that, you know, wasn't his immediate family, mm -hmm. but really more than anything suspicious of himself. Um, you know, you just do it. It's, you know, you, you, it's not like, it's not like the, what you don't do is just sit there and waffle forever. You decide to do something and it's either wrong or it's right. Mm -hmm. And if it's right, it's obvious. If it's wrong, then you got to fix it. Um, but what, if you don't do anything, if you don't decide anything, nothing ever happens. Exactly. So, uh, like I was saying earlier, I don't even, yeah. The table. It's just, uh, you know, and, and I wasn't out to win anybody over. Um, certainly not with some of the trash things I did with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Can you expound on that? <laughs> well, Tony was basically uh, kind of like young and teenage and self-centered and had a girlfriend that he was all proud of and uh, he'd bring her over and stuff and he had one job in the household and that wasn't much. He was just take out the trash. So we didn't take out the trash for a couple of weeks. So I just took out the trash into his room. And that was a night that he happened to be bringing over his girlfriend and he brings her in the room. There's all this trash all over the room and his room. I imagine stunk by then. And, uh, but he got it. And that was the way my dad used to treat me, you know, the, uh, and it's not just taking me to a slaughterhouse for a vacation, but that was really only the first day. Um, but he'd do things like wake me up for school. And then the second trip in, there'd be a pail of water. And, uh, there was only one third trip in ever, uh, which of course he dumps the water on me. <laughs> um, but that's the way he was. He just, didn't say much and I probably say too much. I say more than he did, but, uh, that's the way he was very quiet. And he was just somebody that, uh, you know, did what he said he would. Yeah. And didn't do what he said he wouldn't. Uh, I think that, uh, carried over into you hmm. for sure. And yeah. It seems like, I think like I talked more than he did, but, uh, he didn't really have much to say. Yeah, the talking thing and definitely the cussing. <laughs> yeah. By the way, you're allowed to cuss on this 
podcast. If okay. it's like if it's like a really bad word, I'll put an animal noise over it or something. <laughs> Oh, so are you willing to talk about like like deep stuff? Oh, just give me a try. Okay, so um, you had your two teenage stepkids, and yep. you definitely became a second father to both of them. And uh, but I wanted to ask you about your daughter. Yeah. Um, from college. Yeah. Can you tell us that story? Um, her mom's name was Judy. Um, she was, uh, um, her mother was, uh, from the Bixby family of California, which was a big pioneering California white family that, uh, basically owned a lot of stuff, primarily up in the Santa Barbara area. And, uh, they were sort of big and, and socially and, you know, the kind of, uh, there'd be newspaper articles about, oh, so-and-so-and-so-and-so made her society introduction and she had the gown by this per, you know, yeah all that kind of crap. And, uh, and I don't even know how it happened, but it did. And, uh, so... We had a daughter and she was sort of instantly shepherded away as soon as she was pregnant. And I had a chance to, one chance to talk to her before she was gone and says, yeah, you know, you're just a, you were raised Mormon and you're just not Episcopal, you're not of the right blood. Yeah. So, um, fast forward to the nineties. 95 or 6. So you're basically saying they they kicked you out of her life before you even got a chance. Yeah, I took the mother away. They sent okay. her to... I didn't even know there were, like, Episcopal convents and Episcopal nuns and mm, stuff. Gotcha. Like, I had no idea they even had those. And they uh, took her away and raised her up there and fancy and everything. And I don't know how they uh, did a father substitute or family substitute, but uh, anyway... Uh, I ran into her accidentally through a friend of mine that used to teach um, at University of Florida Gainesville. Uh, he used to teach in the vet department, blah, blah, blah. And he was talking about this gal that uh, looked a lot like me because he used to be a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, yeah, what's your name? And, you know, Evelyn, blah, 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 blah. you know, because I heard that was going to be the name. And... Uh, which is really funny because they have a stepdaughter named Evelyn too. Yeah. But um, anyway, uh, and he said, yeah. And I said, well, let me have her phone number. So I called her and I said, hey, w- um, was your mother's name Judy? Yeah. I said, uh, did you ever know your real father? No. And uh, I said, you know, what happened to your family life? And oh, Judy got married and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and I said, uh well, if your mother's maiden name was Watts, I think I may be your father. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, she, yeah, she was like, wow, you know, I need to call you back. So about 15 minutes later, I got a call back. Says, yeah, you must be him. And we just started talking. And uh, then 
within two or three weeks, um, she was in an automobile accident and uh, died um, with her uh, boyfriend. And I guess, yeah, they both died. And uh, never got a chance to see her. But I got a chance yeah. to talk to her. And, uh, yeah, that was kind of a ugh. I'm glad you got the chance to talk to her, though. Mm-hmm. And I never knew the part of the story that she looked like you. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that was George Papai. I said, that girl here looks like you. <laughs> you know, except she's a redhead. a redhead oh okay yeah you got a thing for redheads <laughs> not really because uh, let's see my um uh, was a redhead then i had you know a couple other different hair colors and i had uh my first wife was brunette second wife was uh redhead <laughs> yeah so redheads more than average more than there are statistically because redheads are rare oh yeah 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 um was it the the first or second who had Evelyn the second your stepdaughter? First. The first. Okay. Yeah. I figured because you said brunette. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. Uh, you were recently reunited with her, right? Well, I. Yeah, I even forget how that happened. I don't. I just remember being told. <laughs> yeah, I you can't have even another remember. sister. <laughs> Yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't remember uh, how it even happened. I can't remember who contacted who. Is that sick? And it was recent, you know, it was only. A couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it might have been her because she's big active in Facebook. Yeah. And uh, found me and looked at my picture and went, oh, that's him. And uh, yeah, she found me. Because uh, she always used to call me Papito. And, uh, Papito. Papito. P-A-P-I-T-O. Little father. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you're 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. So a, a little birdie told me that you, um, was it that you changed words to nursery rhymes? Or you changed words to... Am I saying this correctly? Oh, I used to, like... <laughs> I used to, uh... Okay, she was, like, raised... Um... What's the word? I told her when she was, like, in third grade, you know, look, you know, I say fuck and shit a lot, and I swear a lot, and blah... And I said, it's not a good idea for you to do that. Here's why you'll get in trouble at school. That's not me getting you in trouble. And if you do it over at your friend's house, their mothers probably won't let you play with them. You know, and I don't care if you say it. Yeah. But just watch where you say it because a lot of people will shut you out of their lives for it. Particularly because you're a little and a girl and it's not fair, but that's the way it is. So she would, uh, you'd hear her stub her toe in her room and go, oh shit, you know. <laughs> um, but 
Never got in any trouble. So I used to... Uh, did she tell you that? I think... I think Mom told me that. Oh. Yeah. Because I tell her stories. Like, once upon a time, there were three little bears. Papa, Mama, and Baby Bear. And Papa Bear sold drugs. And Mama Bear was out, like, um, turning tricks on the quarter <laughs> to put food on the table. And uh, Baby Bear was a heroin addict. Did any of the three bears ever yell out, I got a combo? <laughs> no. But she, she got it. You know, she got it. And, uh, yeah, I did that. That's funny. Yeah, and she was a little fourth grade. <laughs> fourth grade. <laughs> Ask her when you see her, you know, it's like, I will. Yeah. 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 And That's then funny. uh Yeah, and and she was I you know, I was an audiophile and she was all into the music, playing the music with me. That's cool. Yeah. She was my little audio buddy. Well, yeah. I will tell you this. I had I don't wanna say all of my grandparents were crappy, but I had one very crappy grandparent and then two of them that died before I was born and then two of them that lived in a completely other state. So I didn't really know them that well. Um, so therefore I want my kids to have awesome grandparents, which they already do. And I fully give you permission to do <laughs> stuff like that with Des because and any future children I may have. As long as he knows he can't go do that stuff out in public. <laughs> well, that's part of the slowly, you know, you make sure that you trust him. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but everyone was very good about it. You'd never know it today. <laughs> that's so uh, funny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just make up fairy tales and substitute junkies and hookers. And <laughs> junkies and hookers. And, yeah. And she loved it. Cracked her up. Good. Yeah. But it was fun. And I don't know of anybody else that ever did that. I've I'm never sure. heard of that before in my life, so <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it's probably happened somewhere. You know, when you Google all the parenthood stuff, <laughs> then all these websites that tell you how horrible of a parent you are. <laughs> oh. I know, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Oh. So, what is your current project right now? Like, what's, um, can you talk a little bit about your, the company that you are? Oh, Shit Audio. Yeah. yeah. What was that name again? Shit Audio. Shit, how do you spell that? S-C-H-I-I-T. <laughs> I didn't name it. My partner's wife named it or suggested that we name it that way. And, you know, it's a great name. We don't have to ever worry about anybody stealing it. Um, <laughs> I never thought of that. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, if it, and it's, plus it's just, you know, fans out to a zillion slogans. Oh, yeah. If it ain't ours, it ain't shit, and so on. Uh, shit happens. All the stuff that's on all of our t-shirts, and there's a bunch of them. Um, yeah, so it's shit audio we build. Um, headphone and computer audio stuff, and it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. The project I'm working on now is a uh, 
CD transport, which is kind of like a CD player without uh, some of the guts. Hmm. And uh, that'll be out soon. We got the last mechanisms coming to put it all together. And Jason's a mechanical guy. He he does all the chassis and things. So we'll be working with him on getting the chassis together. It's going together a lot better because, uh, you know, about a year ago, I was pretty sick and he thought I was going to die. <laughs> And uh, I showed him. Um, I'm not laughing because you almost dying is funny. I'm laughing because I never put that together until recently when you're like, I think he thought I was going to die. Yeah, because he started doing things he shouldn't have doing because he was panicking, you know. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't trying to bypass me or anything. He just really thought I was going to fucking die. Yeah. Um, But... Uh, Nah, I got too much shit to do for a while. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I'm not interested in checking out just yet so early. Yeah. I got a lot of time off to do stuff. You guys, this guy beat cancer. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. twice. Maybe twice. Well, no soon. Yeah, well, yeah. no soon. And it's one of those, if I'm allowed to talk about this, it's one of those, if it is cancer, it might be the good news. Because then we'll know why you've been talking like a motherfucking drunk and yep. walking yep. or not being able to walk. And uh, didn't they say if if it's cancer, they'll be able to t pretty much take it out, depending on what kind of cancer it is? Well, they said if it is cancer, there's a chance that all my nervous stuff, by nervous stuff, I mean the drunk talking and the um, sloppy walking and all that stuff yeah. will disappear. But I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Might get a little better. You, know? you, he, to all of my listener, he tends to be like the 1%. So if it's like, yeah, you have a 95% chance of blah, 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 he'll be that 5% that doesn't blah, blah, blah. So this has been with every kind of issue, it seems, for what, 10 years? Yeah. With, with the, the AFib and going to the hospital at least two or three times a year with that. And then the uh, prostate cancer. But, they have, but which, the AFib fucking disappears and then I get yeah. cancer number one. Yeah. yeah. And the, the prostate cancer, that was like, they were like, oh, don't worry. It's the kind that barely grows. Yeah. And then it grew. <laughs> so yeah. it's been definitely a wild ride. Not, on, of course, for him, but for all of us because we're his family and we love him and we're not ready for him to go anywhere yet either. Even though Jason was preparing for it. I'm just kidding. He was terrified. <laughs> I know. He was scared. I know. He's going, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we got through this and go on to the next. I'm, you know, I'm about through with all this stuff. I'm, you know, just having all these little pains in the ass. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, Hey, you You're know, if life's, too, if life's too easy, you get suspicious. Ooh, I got to quote you on that. Yeah. Yeah, I like, I have a thing for making quote cards. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dork. Uh, <clears throat> sometimes being a dork is good. Oh, it's always and a good. nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So here I am. 
Here I am. Ready for the next. Ready for the next. So I wanted to ask um, before I meet, you know me, I'm ADD, so I'll yeah. jump all over the place. But um, when you guys started Shit Audio, did you ever expect it to be like, well, first, did you ever expect it to grow this big? And also, did you ever expect that the majority of your employees would be friends and family? <laughs> um. Well, my old Theta, you know, we're friends and some family. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, There were 11 of us. I guess I expected it to get to be about the same size, not double, because now it's over double. I think there's like 25 people or something, maybe 30. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know how uh, we got this many family in because I don't hire yeah, I know. I, you know, I turn them all over to, I don't want that job. You know, it's like, I, I did all that shit. I'm tired of that. Yeah. I just want to do products. And right now all the other, a lot of other people do heavy lifting, but, uh, uh, you know, it was funny. The very first family employee was Tony mm -hmm. and he was there at the very beginning. And he and Alex were always sort of at odds because Tony couldn't get up in the morning and Nothing's Alex changed. Was, <laughs> and Alex was up at you know five a.m. and then yeah. wanted to go home early, and uh, so they always kind of butt heads. Yeah, they butted heads, but now it's totally gone on to a total respect for each other. Yeah, you know because Tony, yeah, he's got his weirdnesses, but he just uh, you know whatever people ask him to. What Tony's job in the company is what nobody else wants to do. He does like repairs and stuff, right? Yeah, he does repairs. Um, but when we bought a machine shop, Tony set it up. When we bought, uh, when we set up the turntable, like Jason was afraid of it and I was afraid of it. So it was like, hey, Tony, you got this project. <laughs> hey, Tony. Yeah. yeah. And he was probably all over it. He was he all was, over it. He's yeah. the weirdo, you know, the one trying to figure out how a vacuum cleaner works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. And, uh, but it's, it's a fun company. I mean, we got a bunch of crazy people. Everybody's yeah. a little bit nuts, but they're. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm the newest member of the shit family. Yeah. Which I always kind of somehow thought I would be part of it, but I didn't, I don't know. Because, uh, to give people a background, um. My husband, Sean, and I came up one of the times that Mike was in the hospital. <laughs> and um, our son was, how old was this? Was he like three months old, I think? Yeah, three, Two or four. three months old. Yeah, two, three, four. Yeah. Um, and Mike called over at shit and said, hey, are you hiring? <laughs> I'm sending somebody over for an interview. So Sean went in for an unexpected interview in shorts and probably a torn up t-shirt and just yeah looking like a homeless guy and he got the job but we <laughs> <laughs> we lived 90 miles away so that was the beginning of our very big journey like you know they say there are several huge life changes and moving to a new area is one of them having a baby is one of them changing jobs is one of them and we got hit with all three of those at the same time so 
Yeah. So, yeah, that's how we ended up. Well, Sean started there first, and then I think it was a year later, my cousin came down to start working for shit, and his wife started working for shit, and then I'm now working for shit. It's like, I feel sorry for all the other employees, because we're all a bunch of nutbags. Well, so are they. <laughs> huh? So are they. I know, I know, but not... not well, maybe not quite know. as extreme, but... Um, yeah. Let's see, how many... Of us are the the family. Let's see. There's uh, you, Sean, Bernie, Richard, Tony. Am I missing? That's five. Five out of twenty. How many do we have? Like twenty. Um, I mean, I would say twenty, because you know, there's the people that hide in the back and do sound checks. So I, I don't see a lot of them during the day. Yeah. Um. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis, Amita, yeah. Miles, Eddie, as Jason considered an employee. No, he's he's. What would you, what do you call your yourselves? Part ownership. Partners. Partners. Yeah. <clears throat> partners, owners, partners. 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 Yeah. He does amps, and you do DAX. Yeah. And when yeah. I do, when I do DAX, they come out really. Or when I do amps, they come out really fucked up. And when he does <laughs> DAX, they come out really fucked up. And, <laughs> That's what happened to buy for us too. Yeah. And then the turn to ill anyway. Yeah, but yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> a long story. Long story. But we're doing good. Yes. We're doing good for coming out with products we don't know how to build. <laughs> like <laughs> turntables. You know, that goes back to the whole try and fail instead of never trying. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, just try not to launch things <laughs> before you fail. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah. Yeah. But, hey, mostly, we've been mostly good. Yeah. And when people don't think I'm Diane, I do good. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I have fun, you know. What else? Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, like today, all these old people that I've known for 30 years and we're now, you know, I get, we get together and it's like, why are we dressed up like these old men? Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, and they're going, oh, you know, I'm going to retire soon and blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, what are you going to do when you retire? Watch, uh, you are the father. I said, you know, that's, <laughs> I had to watch that shit all day and I'd want to die. Yeah. And I said, uh, and this is actual living. This is truth. People, uh, you know, people of the LA County employees, they all hate their jobs. So they retire. And the average number of paychecks that a retiree gets before he dies are 14. 1,400? No, 14 checks. Oh, 14 checks. I got 14 you. months. Oh. Before they die? Think of that shit. That's how much they hate being retired. They hated their lot. They See, this is really wow. the most important thing. Don't hate your job. Even if you're not making as much money, do what you love. Do what you like. Okay. And because uh, there's just so many people that get on the freeway every morning and they're driving uh, to this, you know, for a half hour, 45 minutes or an hour to this fucking job they hate in traffic. And then they're doing it again at night. Yeah. And uh, they hate life. They hate their job. And then they retire and they live 14 fucking months. 
On the average. Mm. That's LA County employees. That's deep. Yeah, That's so sad too. Do what you like. Um, I was actually my last question is always what's one piece of advice you would give to the world? I think that was it. I just right? gave it, yeah. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Moffat signing off. Until next time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around. Um, I just wanted to mention that I think it was a day after we recorded this episode, um, Mike was in fact diagnosed with lung cancer. And so as you heard in the episode, this might actually be good news uh, because they've caught it so early. Um, And what's going to happen is they're going to remove one of his lobes of his lung and hopefully that's going to help him get back his speech and his walking so he won't sound or look like a drunk anymore so anyway I just wanted to give that update um keep him in your thoughts and um he's gonna fight this like a mofo you know he's a fighter and he's gonna survive this he's not ready to leave us yet so take care bye-bye now